So welcome to uh, another episode of Turn Up The Tech. Um, I'm Mark Taylor, Commercial Director of Envision, and um, today I have a very special guest. Um, all the way, for the, well, I've come, I think this is for the furthest out. I've definitely had a guest so yeah. far, So uh, and, he, and he's arrived this morning. So, yeah. so um, I'm, I'm so, taking this. Absolutely. So uh, <laughs> Scott Cricks, uh, yeah. founder of uh, Cricks Audio, welcome, mm. and thank you very much for but taking your time to come all this way over. How, how was the flight? Brilliant. <laughs> I didn't. I don't lie very much. <laughs> it wasn't too bad, really. Yeah. And you're yeah. feeling okay now. Yeah, you're up bad. for this, yeah? Yeah. 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 Excellent, yeah. excellent. Now, no, well, thank, thank you, you for, for coming over. And um, just uh, for those who are not watching on YouTube or, or wherever you're watching, we're in our cinema in Bracknell, and this is the first time you, you, you've got to see this place. Yes, yes, I've heard a lot about it, but yeah. now I'm actually sitting in the room. You're actually sitting in it. So in the room. You're sitting in it, but we haven't yet fired it up. No, so. no I've, I've got a pretty good idea what it's like. I yeah. mean, one of our guys has already been here. Yeah. And so he's pretty familiar with it. So yeah, he's giving you the lowdown, isn't he's, he? He's, well, he knows his own I think system. we've made some tweaks since then. So hopefully, hopefully so. we're going to, we're going to, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so we'll, we'll impress you in a bit, hopefully. So, Sounds good. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Like I say, thanks for coming. So you've come over for our Committed to Cinema event. Yeah. Um, really, thanks for that. It's appreciated. And we've got an exciting panel later tomorrow. Yep. So um, that'll be good. Um, but really, I thought we'd take this opportunity with you over to, Get a bit of an insight, really. Get a bit of uh, yep. um, an insight of the business, and because and, I don't know if in the UK people would know that next year is Crix's fiftieth anniversary. Yep, that's it. So, wow! Yep. Congratulations, by the way. Yep. That's uh, that's really that's great, isn't it? You know, yep. fifty years is yeah, is a yeah. hell of a stint. Um, mm. and, but I don't. I, I think you know. Um, and this might be being unfair, but I, I I don't think people know that in the UK. So, and, and I think mm. one of the things we want to do with you coming over is to, is to get a bit of the history out there because yep. you know we spent some time in the car this morning in there, and, and yep. just, you've got such great stories and, yep. and interest about it. But if if we go back a bit to the start, yep. where did this start, Scott? Um, well, probably way back when I was you know, two. Yeah. <laughs> oh right. Oh, we're going that far back. Wow. Okay. Uh, but I think um, essentially I grew up in a outback Australia, yeah. out in the middle of nowhere, so to speak. And uh, my father was a soldier, saw a World War Two soldier settler on an agricultural lot, if you like. Um, so we had this. Um, you know, you had to make do. Yeah. You know, make something out of nothing, and make it work. He, you know, from his background, et cetera, we were interested in engineering, obviously agriculture, because that was our yeah, business. Yeah. But I got involved with music and, and lots of other bits and pieces, you know, because we had a situation where we were out in this nowhere. There was a lot of people my age, and we just ran amok. <laughs> and we had a lot of fun doing yeah. just stuff, you know, playing with cars, playing with electricity, electronics speakers, audio, all that sort of thing. So it was just a fertile ground for somebody like myself to just do stuff. Yeah, just muck really, around and get stuff. Just muck yeah. around. Yeah. You know, no real pressure. Yeah. But I did quite well at physics and maths and uh, those sort of things in high school. Yeah. So, you know, that was an interest, and I was pretty keen to continue that. So I managed to get a scholarship to do electronic engineering at Adelaide. Uh, okay. <clears throat> and then it just followed from that. <clears throat> and and you said you your interest was you an interest in music or yes yes yeah. I played uh, just the woodwinds when I was at school 
Right. And then I taught myself the clarinet when I was older. Uh-huh. I mean, there were no teachers where I were. <laughs> so it was one of those self-help books, you know, just this is how you do it. <clears throat> you yeah. play that and then you play that and you play that and then you try and put it all together. And, you know, I managed to get a reasonable tune out of it. Yeah. And I've still got it. So, you know, it was a genuine good one. You'll play? Or... No. <laughs> I did have a slight accident once and ah, yes, my uh, key finger disappeared. <laughs> right, That's so... what you get for building speakers. Right, okay. Oh, wow. And so that put it into your promising music yeah, career, exactly wasn't it? Right. That's I've got the scars of it, shucks. <laughs> so, then, so then how did you get into this? How did the cinema part start? Well, there's a bit of a story to that, but um, essentially, I guess when I started the business, and, you know, I was basically building speakers for friends and, you know, friends of friends and that sort of stuff because I really, really enjoyed doing that. Yeah. Um, and then we opened a hi-fi shop. As a friend of mine from Loxton, that's where I grew up, and myself, we thought, well, we need an, a, an outlet, a, a fully-fledged hi-fi shop, like you find anywhere, selling denim to sheep yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And uh, so I put in the front window some horn systems I made when I was at uni. And the guy, one of the guys that owns a cinema, ran a cinema just down the road, came past and wanted to get us to upgrade his sound system. So that's how it started. Oh, no. So wow. it's purely out of the blue. I'd never done a cinema before. And and when you started building these horn speakers, because obviously that's yep. what Crix is now. famous for, you know? It is now, yes. Yeah. That's right. So so how what was that? That was part of your college work and that was... Not, not, well, not so much. Very peripheral. We didn't do acoustics at all. Right. But in, um, you know, we have access to a library. So in part of the engineering books, there was quite a big text on acoustics and, you know, things like horn-loaded systems and all that sort of stuff. So I was pretty familiar with how it all worked when I graduated. <clears throat> and I built some, built some of those. Right. Mm. So that led you into, so that was the cinema number one. Then was cinema the... one, the Capri. Yeah. That's how it started. And that's how we got involved in the Infinite Baffle. Oh, is that it? That's how it worked. Because what had happened is that we built these, well, just backpedal a little yeah. bit. It's a thousand-seater auditorium, right? It's a yeah. big auditorium, two levels, all that classical um, early um, cinema where they just showed a feature film for a year. Yeah. You know, there wasn't a lot on the market. Yeah. So yeah. they had a pair of Tannoy's, three Tannoy's Ardens sitting on the floor. Wow. That didn't work. They, they said, well, look, we need something better than that. They saw the um, system that I had in the shop window, and they asked us to build something, which I did from scratch. And I built a, a rear horn-loaded dual 15-inch high-frequency with a high-frequency horn system. I didn't make the horns for it, but yeah. we used that. And then they came to equalise it and found a pretty big acoustic problem, right. which was basically the reflection from the back wall. So you can just imagine what happens. It just disappears. You know, you get sound radiating, you know, in free space, if yeah. you like. And so it travels the back wall and it reflects back into the auditorium and it produces a null as well as, you know, it's a comb thing. So I thought, well, how do you solve this? So just build a wall. And that's what we did. So we built this pretty solid wall and put some acoustic absorbent material on the front of it, make sure the front of the speakers were flush. And um, beautiful. Fixed it. So, so your innovations came from your first job almost. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, they said they had a the job done. Well, I knew about from RS theory that what half space, full free space, yeah. and all that sort of stuff did. 
and they use it for you know you load that's how you load certain transducers if you like so i thought well that's easy we can fix this uh, reflection problem which by cutting space in half so it doesn't go backwards but what it actually did is improve the efficiency of the low frequency by you get up to 6 db because wow. you're cutting space in half so you got a, an efficiency dividend and because we've got absorptive material behind the screen the hf splash off of the almost opaque screen because it's a piece of plastic with holes in it um it absorbed that splash off of that as well it absorbed any noise coming out of the auditorium because it suddenly had this dirty great big heap of acoustic absorbent material in the auditorium and any um spurious noise that come from the back of the cinema got basically contained so it had a hell of a lot of advantages wow so what had happened is that people would go to the cinema and understand what was going on yeah. Different. <laughs> yeah. You know, Rain Man, for example. Do you remember that scene where he whispers? Yeah. Well, a lot of people couldn't understand it. And when we, you know, put it in those particular cinemas, you could hear it. Wow. Especially with the right delays and all that sort of stuff. You could actually understand what he was saying. And a lot of people said they couldn't. Right. And that was one of the big tests for me. That was a real big moment when people said that. And that's other people saying it to me. Yeah. Mm. So they were going into the cinema and going, wow, what, what, so this is like, a whole different yeah. experience that they get out of it as well. Yeah. What, what sort of what, when was that sort of in time? This was in 1980. Wow. Mm. Okay. Uh, and and the Infinite Back for Wolves. So that obviously that's you know to for me, and I haven't got the experience that clearly yeah. that you have. But you know you have got the horn technology. Yep. And then Infinite Baffle Wall is yep. is quicks, right? That's yep. that's you know. Yep. That's... Well, we pioneered it in that in that space. Yeah. 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 Mm. And and um and then how did that develop there from? So obviously you've got um that takes you into commercial cinema. Yes. Well, the the interesting thing is the guy that ran the cinema, he was so enthusiastic about it, he told the whole country. He was one of those guys, lovely guy. Yeah. And he was so enthusiastic, he. First, he told everybody. So I got um, introduced to the people that ran the commercial cinemas, you know, the big chains. Yeah. And they got involved. Then they asked me to do that for them because they were doing their multiplex expansion in the 80s. Gotcha. I mean, it was just going nuts. The industry was going crazy. And they wanted to put this into their cinemas because it was a competitive edge. So we got all the chains doing it. Wow. So we basically had, the, had all the work. Because I think the the stat is, so you know, a high high percentage of um, commercial cinemas in Australia are brick cinemas. Well, probably oh, look, it's pretty hard to say, but we might have 80, 70, 80, 90 percent, eighty percent have got Crick's products in it. I mean, that's because we're next door. Yeah, we're easy to get to, and it works. Yeah, and they don't have any problem with it. There you go. What more do you need? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know, so you don't go back to it. So yeah. I mean, the people they have, they have veered off the path, but they've come back to the fold. <laughs> <laughs> and and then so, then how does that? How did that take you into the home? How did you get into the home from? Well, essentially, just lever, le- leveraged it. Initially, when we were doing the installs, uh, we were producing loudspeakers for you know TV sets and you know, speaker each side and a centre channel. But the interesting part about that too is they were selling really small centre channels at the time, and I was calling that home theatre. So we actually built one 
for a 42-inch TV that was went underneath the TV, and you could sit a TV on top of it. That was very new. I couldn't believe anybody hadn't have thought of that before. Yeah. Easy. And then everybody copped the copiness. <laughs> so there was suddenly about three or four brands that were exactly the same dimension. Yeah. Right? And that's... <laughs> and that was the that was the that was the starting point. That was a start for home the home cinema. Yeah. We were starting to get involved. That we built some left and right speakers that were sort of cinema esque, they were hi fi esque, good party speakers esque, and uh, cinema esque. You know, nice, good bottom end, efficient. You know, and they were really popular. We called them the impacts. Right. Mm. Hey, for obvious reasons. Reason. <laughs> yeah. But that had a small horn loaded to it, HF in it. So. And mm. tell me, what, why why the horn technology? What, why? Well, it's got a lot of hell, a lot of advantages because um, it's directive, it's efficient, and you can get some pretty high SPLs out of it. Right. That's the broad strokes. But what we did was make a precision dispersion pattern. So it's pretty flat. And I mean, the dispersion remains constant over the desired frequency range. They don't get this sort of change in and that's really important in any cinema environment so that you don't get crazy frequency based issues with reflections. Um, it's very efficient so you can get really high SPLs pretty easily. Um, and you could have moderate size amplifiers with a decent amount of headroom. So it's affordable to buy three or four hundred watts. And have a six five three to five six dB headroom, especially with you know in those areas, it makes sense to have a decent amount of headroom. Yeah. Um. So you can achieve 115 dB SPLs in reasonable size cinemas. Yeah. And yeah, so it's all very achievable. The other thing that we've done is made sure that the distortion components of out of all that drivers are quite flat and even. There's no crazy distortion. Um. Components at odd frequencies, you know, so it's actually quite low, right? Especially the odd order ones, and the the dynamic range has to be li very linear, so that you get all of the information that's coming out of the film. Yeah, and that's really important. Yeah. Mm. So there's probably a few other advantages, but, you know, but principally that's it. Yeah. That's but you were obviously working with the. Yeah, that from an early stage, yeah, and, and yeah. the, you had an understanding. And, yep. yeah, yeah. yeah, well, what we did was um, have a um, a guy that works with us, Dave. Um, he's basically, I call him bloody genius, basically. Yeah. And he, he, with a couple of other people and myself, um, used what we call a finite element analysis software. We had to write a whole heap of software within the um, program that we brought to do horns. So we were able to simulate it all before we went to prototyping. So instead of us, Dave, designing something in MathCAD, yours truly goes out and builds it, and then we test it a month later, he could put one together in a couple of days. Wow. And then we can we don't have, we get to a point now we don't have to prototype it, we can just make it. Is, is, he, is he been working in the, I take it he's been working? He's been working in audio forever. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's been right. He's been involved with the Audio Engineering Society, and he's the one that holds patents right. in horn tech. <coughs> but he's you know without sponsorship, yeah, which is good. Yeah. And he often presents at the AES conventions in globally, yeah, and talks about what he's what he's been doing, you know. So him and a few other people have done a lot of maths to be able to 
achieve the stimulation. But at the end of the day, up at about 15 to 20 kilohertz, you've got a million variables to take care of. You know, yeah. so, you know, we'd run up for a weekend to get get the whole frequency spectrum to see if it looked like, and then you go back and think, well, it's not quite right. So you change the angles and then do it again. Yeah. But it's very subtle, especially at the throat. To get that right, yeah. to get that angle right, and so the waveform goes down the throat and out and launches evenly, and that takes a bit of work. Yeah, okay, mate. Mm. And a lot of experience. Mm. And as I've sort of, as I'm, this is, are, are you are you all from the same area of Australia? Is it? Yeah. It's also because yep. when we were in the car, we were chatting, and you were saying, you know, we were sort of from the backwaters of Australia, yeah. Yeah. and. You know, we really had to get. You, you didn't have any. You didn't have anybody else around you doing it. So you, yeah. it's not like you could copy or no. or, you, or whatever. You had to go and find it out. We pretty well did it ourselves. I mean, some of the stuff just wasn't invented. It was just new, completely new. So we 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 did it ourselves. I mean, we were using sort of JBL electric boys and all those sort of horns that before, but we found that we could do better. Yeah. So we started to make our own. And we found some problems with some of the EV horns, for example, that we didn't understand why they designed it that way. So that gives us confidence to think, well, our thinking is actually about right. So we went, that's led us into be able to do ourselves, to do it ourselves. Yeah. But the thing is that we had a lot of help from the Adelaide Uni. Ah. Uh -huh. <clears throat> you know, they from the Mechan department, some yeah. of their people gave us some help there too. Because it's pretty new. One of the guys that was helping us, he got his PhD in horn design. So he's got a um, patent that's associated with that as well. Yeah. It's more about the design aspects of it rather than the actual nuts and bolts of it. So, yeah, And because mm. it's really a family business, isn't it? I mean, family in more, in more ways than one yeah. because most of the yeah. family work in it. That's so. it. Yeah, well, half of us work in it. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. 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 So and, and but you know the guys like I met Don McKenzie yeah. and, and and you know these guys that they've been in it thick and thin, haven't they? Yeah. These guys. Yeah. That's probably if you had um, had everybody out, we got about a thousand years worth of experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, most a lot of people have been there twenty, thirty years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. The engineers they're up to about their third long service leave and all that sort of stuff. So. Mm. And did I did I understand right? I understand when you were I think it's when you were doing a lot of the commercial cinema stuff. You had to get involved with some of the studios and things such as that. Is that was that was that an element that you know? Did you have to work with any of that to from you know part of the innovation or? Uh, well, not no, not probably not so much. Right. But we'd already had the tech done, and, but we did get approached to do the um, the studios at. And the Adelaide Films, right? Um, you know, Adelaide Film Corps, and they built some new studios, and we did the infinite baffle and supplied all the loudspeakers and made sure the uh, all the uh, power was there, properly was there, properly, and all that sort of stuff. So, but I'll hang out. We've got our stuff installed at Fox Studios in Sydney. Ah, uh, we didn't do it, right? But I believe our partners did. Yeah. So. Yes, it's it's funny with commercial cinemas, isn't it? You just you you're probably in lots of places and yeah. you don't you don't know. You no, know, that's right. Like, yeah. There, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's yeah, somebody who you bump into, and you think, oh yeah, I've got your stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, mm. always nice. <laughs> yes. Um. So the other thing, I, I, we did a 
we had um i think we did a front cover um with essential install magazine which is a uk public oh, that one yeah. yeah yeah last year and yeah. that was on the seventh anniversary of um, and correct me if i got it wrong i did get my numbers wrong seventh anniversary on the mx that's it yep yeah yep. so that's which it. is you know so and mm. dare i say you know there are some other things out there now but so seven oh, years is. Is, yeah. yeah yeah so you know tell me a bit about um mx and how that that came about um well it's because in commercial cinema it's hard to, it's, it's a difficult job and if you install series x which is essentially leveraged out of the commercial cinema and then you want the infinite baffle and all that sort of stuff it's a lot of work for somebody at somebody's place to do all the carpentry and i remember doing one we installed something in in melbourne we put our speakers in and we had to design the infinite baffle and put all the acoustic absorbent material on and fix up all what behind the screen and you know there's a lot of wasted space and all that sort of stuff so we thought well how can we make it so that more people can enjoy real cinema at home. So we modularized it essentially. So we use all this, all the um, volume behind the screen because that virtually goes to waste. And uh, so we make it very shallow, but we pro- provide all the um, basically the proper cinema components to go with it and the absorptive material that goes with it. Yeah. So you've virtually got the whole deal. But it's dead easy to do. Yeah. So you provide a shelf and you just put it on. Yeah. Sweet. And in terms of install, it's just real that's, that's simple, the plan. isn't it? Yeah. Because when we would do the installs in commercial cinema, we used to make our, we used to make the speakers for it. So we make it so that we could easily install it. I mean, you don't want to spend all your time mucking around with rock and all that sort of stuff on site. That's terrible. Yeah. So you just rock up, do the work, switch it on. It's all done. And even the connections at the front, You've probably seen those. Yeah. With a little plug, you pull it out, wire it up, push it back in. It's all easy. And yeah. that's the plan, you know, just to make it easy. But for a good, for a reasonable amount of money, you get a true cinematic, real cinema at home yeah. deal. And, it, it, and it's approach portable. Yeah. And we've got a pile of models that can suit everybody. Yeah, there's nicely. And we've got the MX40. I always get the 40. You've got, 40, the, big, you've got 40, the big one. Yeah, we've got the big one in here. Yeah. Which is good. Later. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, that we developed that product for the for the MX40. We do use it in the commercial cinema space as well. Ah, okay. And but this is, was designed principally for this application through a three way. Right. You know, we had two ways before, but we wanted a three way in the in this space. So um, you know, just to give you that more the better mid range and the better control. Yeah. Mm. Wow, fantastic! So seven yep. years. That's a yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. So yeah, yeah, we remember we did. Yeah, we did a front cover on that. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's, so that was last year, wasn't it? It was last year. Yeah, because yeah, okay. that was fifteenth of November in twenty fifteen. We released that product in Perth. Wow, mm. that was the first one. Yeah. So I remember coming up with it, and I've got this piece of paper with blue texture on it. What do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> well, seven years later. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it worked really well. Yeah. I mean, it received really well in Perth when when it was released, if you like. And I remember getting a, quite a lot of global um, uh, comment. Yeah. So we thought, well, this is pretty good. And now it's pretty well everywhere. Yeah, <clears throat> that's fantastic. Mm. And uh, you know, copy. Yeah. <laughs>
Well, you know, what do they say? Yes. <laughs> well, it's, it's the uh, the best form of flattery. It is. Yeah. Yes, it if is. you're not being copied, you've probably done something yeah, it's wrong. That's right? a wild <laughs> thing, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, and uh, another thing I thought would be interesting to talk about is, um, I think uh, one of the ways uh, Envision came uh, 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 by Cricks and the yep. relationship is is the relationship with Trinov. Oh yes. Um, yeah. You know, we, we we've been Trinov distributor for a long time, and yep. um, well, dear old Tom Garrett came yep. to us and yep. and said, you know, you, you know, you guys really because he'd been working out with you guys for, for a bit now, I think. Yeah, and that's right. He came to us and said, I I think I just gotta check these guys out. Uh, this, yep. you know, real interesting stuff. What's yep. going on here? Yep. Uh, and we did, and we said, this is it. But yeah, <laughs> you. So you're you're the you, you're the distributor of Trinov in Australia, and, yes. and tell, us, tell us a bit about that partnership. Well, just, just to give you the history, we uh, went to Cine Europe oh, quite a few years now, and uh, the guy that does the commercial cinema um, dropped in our booth, so we went over and talked to him, Michael Babb, yeah. and I looked at it, what he was showing, but we'd met the tech before, so I understood it quite simply. <clears throat> so we got the distribution virtually on the spot commercial cinema in Australia and yeah. proceeded to um, introduce it in the cinema. And we also uh, produced something a bit unique using that in a cinema chain in Adelaide, which we call Quake. <coughs> so and that was that that worked pretty well. And Mike's been over with Tom to have a listen. And, you know, I think it works really well. We're yeah. very happy with it. Yeah, and your partnership is really I mean, it sounded really yep. good. At, um, obviously, you, you partnered up at ISC. Yes, this year, yep. and I think you've got further plans. I don't know which way. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, I'll stop there. <laughs> but yeah, I'll stop. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Watch this place here. But yeah, just getting back with with um, Michael, then then we got introduced to Tom, and then Tom came over and visited us, and then that was the seed for the twenty four ten ten extravaganza we did yeah. in Melbourne. Yes, and that was for the biggest channel count on the planet. I think we beat Dolby by beat Dolby by about three days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I remember was, it was yeah. a big, it was a big, yep. it was a big deal, wasn't yep. it? A big deal. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it was a crazy amount of speakers. I think it was three containers of loudspeakers. Wow. Mm-hmm. So we had to ship it and get it in there and make it work. You know, blah blah blah, and then take it all down and yeah. back up a game again. And we sort of went nuts for what four or five days. When we finished, we looked at each other and said. What's just happened there? Yeah, yeah, it was just crazy. Yeah, but it was good though. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. No, I, I mean, um, um, that's uh, um, yeah. I see this year that the booth was absolutely stacked out. Yeah. You, you could get. I mean, to, from start to finish, yeah. it was, yeah. it was rock solid. So yeah. it's, um, yeah. but it's and, and you know, it's a great collaboration and and yeah. and we we definitely benefit from it because <clears throat> because you guys partner so tightly. Yep. You know, we 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 see off the back. It's it's good actually. You you I know you're doing some some work out now with uh, you know, double bass array and and yep. and and, yep. and it yep. and it and it, it helps us because we we can pick your brains and yeah. Well, that's what that's what they for. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> if you can find it. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. No. So it de- it definitely it definitely helps. Yeah. No, it's been good. I mean, that project we had to make, custom build a lot of stuff. Yeah. And in a hurry, but we could do that. And that's one of the advantage of having a manufacturing facility on site. And also our R and D is embedded in it. So essentially that's virtually it's the heart and 
body and everything. And is, the, is all the manufacturing in it, Adelaide? Is yes, it, with all the there, all yeah. on site. All on yeah. site. So wow. we've got a pile of buildings and we're all there. And the R&D part is, you know, really part of the manufacturing process and it's so integrated that it just ticks over as one organism essentially, if you like. So if we have something we have to do quickly or we have to change something, it's not that difficult to do because we can program the machines and make stuff. I know. I've you got, know and I've, it's, a, you know, it's, it's an interesting process. Yeah. Mm. I know. I've, I've got a number of customers tapping me on the shoulder going, you know, I think I should really get a trip out to Adelaide. I think that would be a good idea. <laughs> yeah, but, well, actually, you know, that would, wouldn't it? That would be. Yeah, you know, there's nothing like seeing the, the facility yeah. and manufacturing. Yeah. And, yeah. See the level of insanity. That yeah. <laughs> the other thing, too, is we're in a wine region, so... Yes. Well, we can, I did hear. We, I did hear you might have an interest. Yeah, we got a slight interest. <laughs> yeah. But usually, the people come over. We, we because we're involved in that industry too. We yeah. Generally, have a good time with doing yeah. that as well. So. Wine and cinemas. That's a sounds like it's a great combination. It's all sensory. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, what else? You know, if it's sleepy backwater, what what else? You know, that's yeah, it. Kind of entertain yourself. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fantastic. So. Yep. Um, I, yeah, I think, um, well, you, you're going to be um, around for the next couple of days yep. with us. Uh, yep. Like I say, yep. thanks for, for taking your time out there. Um, yep. And, um, yeah, going to share all wisdom with yeah. yep. uh, our customers. And, yep. uh, no, that'll yeah, be fantastic. Look, they're really great having you over. But, mm. yeah, look, really wanted to um, take your time while we had it. And um, yep, that's yeah, good. So hopefully that jet lag isn't kicked in. No, quite, quite well, yeah. we'll probably find yeah. it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. No. Right, Scott, thank you very much. Really appreciated. Yeah. Um, look forward to having you about. Um, yep. So, um, yeah, let's uh, we'll wrap that up here. Yeah. Um, so I just nothing, I think, from... I my... just want to thank you oh. for the opportunity. Oh, absolutely. No. no it's oh. fantastic. I've never been to this part of the world. Oh. I mean, I've been to the UK once yeah. or twice, but not really here. So it's completely different. So I like... Yeah, no. Be, and I'll it's... tell you what, you've done a great job with this one. Yeah, no, it's it's oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll I mean, demonstrate it's, it for you yeah, later. It's not bad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, score it. Yeah, don't, don't upset him. Don't, give him a good right. score. Please. I will. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, we, uh, yeah, we'll. we'll um, well, we're doing demos all tomorrow, so yeah, we'll brilliant. be cranking it up properly then. So, yeah. no, Thank we you. really welcome it. We love having our men, manufacturers over. Yeah, there's nothing like learning directly from from you guys yep. you know you know it's it's uh it's it's, it's the best way so yeah really appreciate it so thank you very much uh we'll thank wrap you. this up here and um, mm. i think for just for me to say to listen out uh, for uh, turn up the tech on all streaming platforms and also please go and view us on youtube as well if you get the chance and remember to follow us on uh, social media uh at envision uk thank you very much bye